0: guys welcome back to basic
1: Snitches. i'm tara i'm adam
0: we are here to talk about chapter Chapter 30 30.
1: no chapter 30 31 it is chapter 31 yeah yes i truly was reading this and taking notes at the same time (laughs) and 31 was on the page but i wrote down 30
0: that's okay
1: (laughs) and it is owls
0: yes A.K.A. Bullshit
1: test. We just recorded a Patreon exclusive, and we refer to this as O-W-L-S. And I'm like, well, it's not really O-W-L-S, because the S doesn't stand for anything. But I did say Ordinary Wizarding Level Sucka, so that's what the S stands for. We are recording on Zoom today, because Tara was traveling back from Virginia. And
0: I got caught in traffic. I literally got out of a tunnel, and then it was snowing.
1: And so she called me, and she was like, can we do this on Zoom, or do you really want me to be in person? I was like, after driving... I know how that is. I I just didn't
0: want to start super late for you because I know you had plans. So I was like, well, these are the options.
1: My thought was, I do feel like we're going to be done today because um, we were going to obviously have a special episode here with someone who was unable to. So we're doing some Patreon stuff. We're doing this episode. Obviously, we've got plenty of time. But my thought is all that time in the car and then having to drive here and do this and then back. Zoom is just easier.
0: I'm good. I love it. Now I can take a nap when I'm done.
1: And on the topic of Patreon. Let's take a moment to recognize our patrons. Those fine people are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Layla, Marybeth, Megan, Meredith, Nisi, Nicole, Olivia, and Rath. As always, thank you so much to all of our patrons, and you can join that list too by going to patreon.com slash basic snitches. For 3 to $10 a month, you'll get a ton of extra exclusive content, be recognized in every single episode, and there's some other fun little details in there that you'll have access to as well. In this week's exclusive, we are playing a game that is a callback to a previous Patreon exclusive that we did closer to the beginning of the season that was really fun, and so we continue and conclude that this week all y'all are beautiful and all you who are not uh, subscribed to our patreon are ugly as fuck just (laughs) kidding i'm sure you're not
0: so i wrote a thing for chapter 31 but before we do that i'm gonna real quick winner loser
1: you were about to scare me i was like girl this is your segment that you've been doing for years
0: (laughs) (laughs) for years it's literal years at this point, yeah. That was my segue that was not very good, I guess. But anyway, winner-loser of the last chapter, which I forget the name of. Oh, Grob.
1: <laughs> May I guess?
0: Yeah, please guess the winner-loser.
1: Winner is Ron, loser is Hagrid. Yes. <laughs> yes. I felt confident about that one, too. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, Ron is such an easy choice for winner, and good for him, because give that boy a win sometimes, yeah. you know? Literally I know we only spend a few moments with Pinko being around but that petty little look she gives Harry at the beginning of the Quidditch match almost got her the loss. Oh, then Hagrid be going too far and I'm like okay
1: why is that necessary? Can you think about anything else in your tiny little brain? I'm talking about Pinko. we oh, know.
0: Yeah, she's the worst. Yeah wanna read my thing I forwarded it to you yeah. I wrote it on notepad last night in my hotel room
1: yeah I was gonna say the subject is notepad dash <laughs> so that is the name of this thing notepad dash aka chapter 31 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix ordinary wizarding levels sucker Ron wants to talk about Quidditch because he's feeling very proud of himself since winning the cup. Hermione and Harry have yet to tell him that they didn't actually watch the match and that they were in fact chilling with Hagrid and his little bro. That makes it sound like they were smoking weed in the woods. That's my thing, not her. But yeah, maybe they were. I'm sure that would make that whole thing much easier to get through. Probably. When they finally get around to telling him he is understandably disappointed that they missed the match, until he learns about the Groffs. Hermione explains the Groffs by reciting the first line of his Tinder profile. She informs him that she and Harry promised to teach the Groffs English. Ron thinks maybe they shouldn't. Also, Ron is suddenly the most sensible person in the group. Everyone spends all of their time studying like crazy for these huge standardized tests. Currently, Hogwarts has a black market, which I guess I shouldn't really actually be surprised. Anyways, the day the examiners arrive, the trio fall back on their bullshit and become nosy little bitches, in case we were ever concerned that they would grow out of that. First exam is Charms, and afterwards, Hermione starts to go over the exam with them, but Ron shuts her down because going through once was enough. The next day, they did Transfiguration, and the day after that, they did Herbology. Because Harry has competent and lovely teachers in Charms, Transfiguration, and Herbology, he feels like he did pretty well on all of those exams. When Harry does his Defense Against the Dark Arts exam, he is really certain that he did well enough to receive an Outstanding. They have a weekend off, and then on the following Monday, they start with Potions again, and Harry is surprised that he feels like he may have done okay. How astonishing that someone could do better in a class without the teacher that makes him miserable not being there. Care of Magical Creatures is next, then Astronomy Theory, and then Divination. That evening when they go to their practical astronomy exam, and while they're trying to do their exam, while the rest of the castle should be fucking sleeping, the pink piece of garbage decides to take the Ministry Minions to attack Hagrid. This pink shitbag then lets them stun Fang, and then when the gut tries to help Hagrid, they stun her too. The last exam is History of Magic, and instead of being able to concentrate, Harry is exhausted and falls asleep. He wakes suddenly, screaming as he sees Voldemort torturing Sirius in his dream. Just when you thought it was just going to be a chapter of people taking tests. Because truly, that is kind of the bulk of the chapter, which is still fascinating, and I'm glad that we get all of this great right. role-building.
0: But like, look but at all the shit that goes down while they're just trying to take fucking tests.
1: Yeah. We'll get into some of that shit that happens at the end of this chapter, but let's start it off with Ron. He's getting the celebrity kind of thing at the beginning. While I was reading it, I was like, this has happened before. And it was actually when he was kidnapped in the last book for the second task. But I didn't realize that until now. And in this case, I'm like, good for you, Ron. You do deserve this. You deserve a little bit of praise. No. When they do sit down to, and they're studying and stuff and they're like, okay, we need to tell this bitch about the grops like you said in your thing he truly is the one who's like okay maybe we need to cuddle here i think we have enough on our plates
0: yeah i forgot that that's how that went because hermione is like but we promised had harry been the one who been like well, we promised that would have made more sense but hermione is like no and ron's like are you fucking kidding me it's just like i envision ron just staring at them like what because he's right. Any wrong move by any of them, it doesn't matter that Hermione is the best student in the fucking school and she's only a fifth year, that bitch gonna get them out. She hates them.
1: Absolutely. You know, I imagine it's almost weirder to hear what happened when he was out there, like, saving the game and everything. Because putting yourself in his shoes, he is finally getting what he's been practicing for. He's finally... Being a good keeper, I will imagine he's like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be so proud of me. I can't wait until Hermione and Harry talk to me about all of this. Right. uh, After the game. And then, oh, actually, guess what? There's a giant in the woods and we have to teach English. What the fuck? Right. We live in a magical realm here and that is absolute nonsense.
0: And I feel sad for him because they didn't get to see him win. But also I appreciate that he maturely doesn't like out about it anymore once he hears why they missed it responds and he's disappointed which is very fair and then he hears about it and then there's not another word about it he's not like oh instead he's like guys we can't do that Who kidnapped Ron? (laughs) I appreciate a little bit of Ron love, you
1: know? You know, speaking on trajectories of characters, it would be so interesting to see all these areas of growth on Ron specifically throughout the book because I imagine that there's quite a lot that has led up to this point Mm -hmm. that just shows him finally getting some some mature moments. Major kudos to Ron. And then they kind of get back into studying and there's this little moment where... Ernie McMillan.
0: God, uh, so annoying in this chapter.
1: Were you an Ernie McMillan? No. It's funny to me, because when I think back to, like, even high school and college, and then now, granted, I majored primarily in English, but even in a lot of my other classes... It was a lot of paper writing. It wasn't so much studying for tests.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense.
1: So I didn't get a ton of that. But even when I studied, I would go through the information, retain as much as I could. And I'm a copious note taker just by my personality. That definitely helped. I think whenever I did have a test or in the case, and we've talked about this multiple times in this podcast in college, like at BW where I went, math tests, obviously I didn't want to do great on. So... Um, That didn't happen until the summer between, I think, my sophomore and junior year. Although then, I mean, obviously, we're not anywhere near here, but I did take astronomy in college. And a lot of our grade, I remember being like sky charts, like actually what they're doing when they witness all of that with Hagrid. So... Yeah, I don't remember doing a lot of studying, but I remember in my residence hall, people like camped out in the lounges constantly studying stuff. And I never really did a lot of that.
0: But I think you're right. I think it depends on what you're working on.
1: Absolutely. At the same time, these kids are 15 years old, not, you know, 20 years old, which I mean, yeah, it's five years, but that's still 25% of life that you've experienced. And they are taking all of their time to study.
0: That's outrageous. Also, just, I mean, I don't know. This is always in my my take on studying in general. Like, I understand that there's a standard that has to be met, and that you need to understand things, you need to be tested on the things that you're learning about. But when you get to the point where you're spending more time doing stuff that you're not actually going to think about after you take the test on it, mm-hmm. then you are on anything else. How important can you know Hermione? knows everything and she's a great student but the kids who are actually trying because i won't give harry and Ron credit the history of magic should they know their stuff yes should they have to spend hours and hours and hours studying for each of their exams
1: i don't necessarily think so to me what works best is like prior to each exam because they've got an exam a day Mm -hmm. If you're studying for eight to 10 hours a day, you're not going to retain a lot of that information, especially when you're switching
0: between subjects. Like if you don't already know a good core amount of that stuff, you'll maybe make it to the test. And obviously magic is different than American history or biology or anything like that that we took in the same regard. I was a much better English student than I was a history or chemistry student, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. There are some similar instances, like they have these practical exams, obviously. Yeah. So I can see, you know, lab work in like a science being a nice translation there. Obviously for history of magic, I'm sure they don't have a practical exam because yeah. how would you? My tactic if I were in the situation would be the night before, what was their first exam, CHARMS? Mm-hmm. Night before my CHARMS exam, I study for two hours, three hours, go through all of the different charms. Let's say Flitwick is teaching the wand movement. At one point they talk about anecdotes or like the counter jinx, maybe Mm -hmm. put something in there and really just like focus on memorizing that stuff get a good night's sleep, wake up the next day, be as alert as possible, go do my exam. And then, okay, charms is done. Let's move on to transfiguration next.
0: I agree with you on that. In general, though, the idea of studying eight hours a day. I mean, I remember students like that. who would be like, oh, I have to study this many hours a day. My brain cannot handle
1: that. Truly, as an adult now where I don't really have to study, you know, uh, let's talk about, you know, this podcast, for example, we prepare for it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, luckily studying is something that once you get to our age is not really something that you ever have to do unless we were going to go back to school or something.
0: Unless you a doctor.
1: <laughs> yeah. But like once you're in it all the time, that's just what life is now, you know? So at any age, it's a lot when you're doing it at this constant rate. Ernie obviously didn't talk about like taking breaks. Okay. Do you say, okay, I'm starting my studying now at 9am and every hour I take what a 15 minute break or something like that? Is that counted in there? So I was a little bit surprised by how often that they were studying here. One other thing that came up with the studying, too, is they do mention, you know, standard book of spells for grade five. And so that got me thinking into when Pink Chode Lady was talking about changing curriculum. Now, of course, yeah, each class does have their own, like, assigned books or something. But the standard book of spells seem pretty standard, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I can't imagine them saying, okay, well, we're not going to cover this if this is what is in the standard book for this particular class. Right. Yeah, I guess there's some wiggle room. Snape's going to choose his own book. Obviously, Pink Joe Lady chooses her own book, so on and so forth. But I was like, well, that's kind of a safe hold against her completely changing everything, I guess. They do talk about the testers at one moment. The f- main one that they mention is the little old lady, Griselda Marchbanks. <gasps> And if you recall, it might have been around the hearing or something. There were two ministry officials that I think either quit or stuck up for Dumbledore or something. And both of them are mentioned in this chapter. And one of them is Griselda. Mm -hmm. The other one is Tiberius Ogden. And the other tester, Professor Tofty which is an amazing name.
0: I love Professor Toppy as
1: well. He smells like caramel. You can't tell me otherwise. I know he's an old man who probably (laughs) smells like mothballs or something, but he smells like caramel. I mean, speaking of, he's so sweet and so encouraging. It's actually in his data exam where he's like, by the way, Tiberius Ogden told me that you can do a corporeal patronus for extra credit. The fact that both of them are mentioned here again, after they had this little tiny blip earlier in the book, I thought was so fun. I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk more about them but they are mentioned here when they come a little bit early they're like studying at dinner or something and they're like oh the testers are here and so on and so forth
0: i also love when malfoy brings her up oh yeah and it's like my father is friends with her and then they're like talking about it neville's like i don't think that's true like, I,
1: mean, I think neville quietly is
0: throws that in there
1: because so cool. lucius malfoy tries to be friends with everybody because he's an opportunist
0: I wonder if she's actually been to the Malfoy's house. Now I have this vision of her, now that I know that she's Neville's grandmother's friend, because she's got to be much older than Neville's grandmother. Because she tested Dumbledore. Right. Um, I feel like she's this old, brilliant woman. Malfoy would be like, hey, come on over. uh, We'll have dinner or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to (laughs) come see what this shit show is. (laughs) I imagine that she's not at all fooled by him, but she's like, well, yeah, I would like free dinner. It's fine. Maybe that's what it,
1: it's the free dinner thing
0: probably also doesn't really
1: have a hearing problem hey i like that too let's dive a little bit into griselda marchbanks and like learn more (laughs) about her my thought is becoming friends i mean we see it with draco in the very introduction of him in the series yeah becoming friends with somebody is schmoozing them lucius tries to schmooze her i don't see her really buying it but i do like the thought of her being like oh sure i'll come over for some free pork chops Whatever right, they serve at right. Malfoy Manor.
0: It really shows why Draco, he just said, Draco thinks friendship is choosing and controlling and
1: and status.
0: Yeah, that's what he's always thought. So no wonder he's standing around at mm-hmm. test time being like, oh yeah, well, my dad knows her, it's fine.
1: This brings up something that I had in a discussion at work this past week, and it's actually about introversion versus extroversion. I think both of us are introverted, right? Yeah. Obviously. I mean, both of us are people around town, if you know what I mean. Like, we do stuff. We're outgoing to a certain extent. I would go so far to say Tara is maybe even a little bit more outgoing than I am because she's always around people more. I'm just like, I couldn't care less about some people.
0: Being outgoing and being extroverted are not the same thing.
1: Absolutely. What this conversation was actually about and why it ties in here is that there's been a shift almost that. In a professional environment, people are valuing personality over, this isn't the right thing that came up in this conversation, but like values, your ethics and whatnot almost showing that hey if you really want to be on top of your game you have to be extroverted you have to that makes you a good leader so on and so forth which is not the case because extroversion has to do with your personality your Myers-Briggs is your personality that has nothing to do with how you actually conduct business and here it definitely sort of feels like that oh they're trying to like collect people if you will into their friendship group and it's based on personality over what they do and how they conduct themselves I just wanted to mention that it's an interesting thing as we're going to start to see the Malfoys more and more throughout the next couple books. Yeah we're
0: going to spend some time with them.
1: The other thing before we get into some of these tests is like you said the little like black market and all the little tinctures and stuff that they're sharing. The
0: black market.
1: First of all Hermione confiscating these things one of them bought something it was like oh Ronald pay him back the next time he gets a chance and Hermione freaking like dumps it down the sink. Okay. Two sides of this coin. First of all, Hermione, that was fucking rude. Other side of the coin is when I was an RA, if there was someone underage who had alcohol, you had to pour it down the sink. Right. He is a prefect, whatever. But at the same time, like her, even her saying these things didn't work. Let's cue the music. Some of these little tinctures and stuff is truly like how kitchen witches and like herbologists kind of did things. They create these salves and these ointments and stuff out of natural materials and the materials that they're using have focusing properties or whatever. That at the core, I think is what kind of this magical herbalism is. And so I don't really like that she does that, like that she, A, throws it away and she's like, it doesn't work. Because I'm like, well... Is that really the case? There's some practicalness to that that I really enjoy.
0: I really appreciate that because it's not a thing that I would think about, of course. And I think you're right. Even if it didn't have that, obviously, like we find out that these kids are not actually selling those things anyway. They're selling harmful things, even if they didn't work. If you believed they work and that's what you need, then use them.
1: Yeah, you know? it's like a placebo.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? I mean, it's it's the same as having like a lucky rabbit's foot or something. Things that yeah. like that you need to ground yourself. That being said, all of the things that were being sold on the Hogwarts black market are apparently bad for you. Right. Instead, maybe she should have been going to I don't know heads of houses to be like this fucking Ravenclaw. Always oh, these goddamn ravenclaws
1: is <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah selling like stuff
0: that could hurt people.
1: We learn in potions, if it's not made the right way, it can be harmful or whatever. I like that you said the placebo effect, because that's absolutely it. You know, sometimes you just need to kind of need that little trick to make your brain act a certain way. And a good way to look at this is like essential oils, as long as you don't buy them as a part of an MLM scheme, um, (laughs) which which stands for multi-level marketing, not men loving men, FYI. Men loving men is not a scheme. Well... That's not what we're talking about today. Nothing
0: bad at all of this scheme. is <laughs>
1: fine. Depends on the man. Let's just say it that way. Essential oils do have specific properties that can help. Or, you know, one that I had heard about was if you combine honey, pure vanilla, and there's a specific spice, like it'll help with your immune system. Oh, I don't know. On. I don't know what it is. Or is it just me not wanting to give away my, you know, witchy secrets? I don't know. I'm going to have to look at my spice cover after this. After all of this, obviously we get through all of the different tests. As you said, it's pretty cut and dry, you know, oh, yeah. like charms, transfiguration, herbology. The more interesting thing to me, of course, is the testers and how lovely they are, how sweet they are. I already talked about Professor Tofty. I love Professor Tofty.
0: And I also like Professor Markbank. Me he too. Did. You know, I know that's what they do for standardized testing is that they will use like your math teacher will proctor your history exam or stuff like that to kind of take that pressure off of McGonagall sitting in the back of the classroom and you're trying to do transfiguration and you like don't want to let her down or Snape is there and you just can't function when he's around because you're Neville and he's literally his biggest. I love that after that test, both Harry and Neville seem to be like, okay,
1: yeah, me too. It's nice,
0: it's nice to think that neither of them, well, we, we learn what Harry's grade is, obviously, next book. We know that Neville doesn't get what snape would want and he doesn't continue with potions but he probably doesn't fail
1: i remember like a fraction of what the grades are like i'm sure harry didn't do great in history of magic or divination i know that for a fact
0: yeah i think that he and ron both do really badly in divination and he doesn't really do much in history of magic because he, yeah. you know yeah. asleep.
1: i do like the way that it's set up with these educators and i mean snape and pink Chode and Tr- well tron is fired but she's still there Take note, because I feel like these are the... T- I mean, <laughs> I say take note, but McGu and Flitwick and Sprout, they're always there. So you could have been taking notes this entire time. But these old wise witches and wizards are clearly just wonderful educators.
0: And they're experienced in teaching students successfully. It's not enough to just know what you're talking about like Snape does. I hate when everyone is like, oh, no, clearly Snape is actually a good teacher. I was like, he wasn't. Just because he reinvented potions in a smarter way in his textbook and didn't share it with anyone, and Harry did decently on his exam, does not mean he's a good teacher.
1: Right. Why isn't he teaching some of those little shortcuts?
0: Right. So he's garbage, always.
1: I will say most of these exams are pretty straightforward, But there are some nice little details here. And some of these details I will get into in our game as well. So the first one is what really is some of the practical nature of some of these exams? First of all, in one of them, I think it's Transfiguration. It's Transfiguration or Charms. They have to change the color of a rat. Oh, wow. Call back to like the first moment where we meet Ron. But still, why would you ever want to turn a rat orange or whatever color they're doing? I mean, yeah, I get it. It's all fun. It's still a book that is for teens and youths and whatnot. But what is really the purpose of some of these spells? And then in between some of these exams, they have a break because Hermione has ancient runes.
0: She has ancient runes and then she's like pissed about that test.
1: And I looked it up. She gets two of them mixed up. It was Awas. I do have a set of runes. I have never used them, but was, which is E-H-W-A-Z, and she said that it means partnership, and then was, which is E-I-H-W-A-Z, so it's basically, there's an I between the E and the H, and that means defense, and in the book she said she got them mixed up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: when in reality she actually did get them right. <laughs> I thought that was fun. The funny thing is, you know, ancient runes could very well be a part of divination, and she is... In ancient runes and she hates divination it kind of shows it's the teacher in this case because we don't really talk too much about runes but i just i was like i need to look up this detail and like what they really mean she thought she switched them up but she didn't which does shine a good light on hermione during all this time because i'm really surprised that she is so snippy during all these exams because this is kind of where she shines
0: Right. But then if she feels like she did anything wrong or not well enough, she's not, you know, Harry and Ron would be over the moon to get one question wrong on an exam instead of several. She's clearly holding herself to a standard where it has to be literally the most perfect test out there. I think that's kind of where her bad mood comes from is that she's doubted some of the answers that she's put on there. And now she's just going to obsess over it, which is just going to make her even more crabby.
1: Of course, they also mentioned thing about there's another Niffler in the office of uh, how
0: that's been happening
1: and it's lee and good job lee he does even say like oh shit that was me who was doing that i'm like we know obviously you did not mean to get hagrid fired right. you had well all and,
0: I'm, and, and i think that dean is right hagrid was just gonna get fired anyway
1: i think so too
0: here's the thing is that this close to the end of the year as she's firing hagrid you were gonna get Hagrid fired if that hadn't happened she still would have fired him yeah fucking creeped up on him in the middle of the night that but-
1: Rancid. well let's get into that of course the next exam they have is magical creatures before we get into what happens during the astronomy exam gnarls are mentioned during them the them. exam they're so cute i love them they're up there with nifflers but nifflers are still you know top tier for me yeah details about that exam and then they go into this astronomy exam which this practical exam having taken astronomy too Requires a lot more focus. Like this is truly like an actual exam. That, like, I am, I am mad I
0: for those students.
1: I feel like she did this almost on purpose during this. Well, not only during this time, because she thinks everyone's asleep, but she's doing this while Harry is taking this exam. We know that she's obsessed with Harry. Oh, yeah clearly everybody can hear this. The astronomy tower is like open. So anything that is like echoing on these grounds that are surrounded by mountains, they're going to be able to hear it. Oh, yeah. And what the fuck? Like she's not firing him. They are attacking him and like dragging him away. And for what? I still don't understand why this is appropriate here. And maybe that's the key. But do you have anything?
0: I'm thinking that her reasoning behind doing this when no one is paying attention is, one, she, she knows that she doesn't have the other teachers on her side. So if she were to try to do this publicly again, she would get the same resistance that she got last time. She wasn't able to get rid of Trelawney, so she mm. can't get rid of Haggard if she fires him. She can just fire him, so she might as well just go for it, you know? I think she would probably be trying to get rid of McGonagall later if she if she didn't get rid of her tonight. I think that she's trying to sweep out all of Dumbledore's people. That's kind of what I thought because I was like, oh, how convenient for her that McGonagall came to Hagrid's aid and ended up that she could kill two birds with one stone, but not actually kill anyone, which is good. There was no hesitation. She didn't even tell them to stun her. They yeah. just did. Yeah. Like, I feel like that it's, it's come down to this. Anyone who is doing anything against me they just they got to get out we got to get rid of them
1: which is so wild because my thought with all of this is you have so many witnesses you're attacking people for no reason only to like serve your own agenda to an extent that does kind of go against what i said of like her doing this as like a distraction tactic you know harry's in an exam i I don't think she's
0: trying to distract harry from his examination i think that and i hadn't thought about this until you said it though I think she is aware that the Fifth Years are taking their OWLs and that Harry is one of them and that Harry is now witnessing her doing this and she doesn't care. Yeah. This is like a look what I can fucking do in front of you.
1: It doesn't matter because this is the world that we're in in this book. She can do this stuff and brush off the eyewitness testimony of students because she doesn't care or she holds whatever but like professor tofty is there and he works for the ministry
0: i wondered about that for a few moments there's a professor up there who's proctoring this and then i thought but you know what she's literally just gone too far i don't think she cares anymore she has backing from fudge
1: yeah Well, the other thing to think about, I think, is, you know, she has been trying to main control harder and harder and harder. And now things have started to break open and she does not have this control. And so obviously, rather than being like, okay, I've done all I can do, she just keeps pushing back and making it even worse. And those forces are just going to keep on pushing back even more after this. Mm -hmm. If I'm not wrong, which is completely possible in at least the next chapter or the next couple chapters we see end of pink chode in this book
0: oh i'm pretty sure it's the next chapter
1: i think so too because the next chapter is something like out of the fire or something or the, yeah, it's, it's a Shaka It's, it's Song. within
0: the next two chapters yeah this is just a whole lot of she has pushed everything to the extreme attacking mm. hagrid and then literally without hesitation attacking mcgonagall in literally one fell swoop and then it's not until the next chapter where they examine the fact that there's no one from the Order of the Phoenix left at Hogwarts except for Snape. But you know, Harry is like, oh, wait, you know, that's like a big thing in the next couple chapters. This is the part of the book. And whenever I do a reread of this book, I'm thinking about how much I appreciate Flitwick and Sprout. I don't understand why they're not members of the Order of the Phoenix. I can't imagine if they don't know about it. So, maybe, yeah, but either way, the end of this chapter is so hard to read because I've already had been hit in the face with losing McGonagall and Haggard in the same time. Yeah
1: let's talk about that yeah obviously as he's falling asleep in the exam i'm like well of course he is it's fucking bins subject but
0: but also all of those kids i feel bad for me and harry's mentally
1: Mm. strapped it's a a traumatizing thing to witness.
0: yeah but also like they all were up really late last night taking an exam that did not end well they all witnessed this it's not just harry you know and harry's just so distracted or whatever but i was Mm. like is Harry really the only person who would fall asleep during this? Oh, oh yeah, Harry's just been through mm-hmm. everything.
1: And it's it's so also bad. the last exam, too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if it were anything else, like, it would be. It would That's be easier a terrible for him to exam
0: to keep last. Like, I think the last exam should be a practical one
1: because it yeah. keeps
0: you moving, like, had charms been the last exam, that would have been probably the
1: best. Yeah, because absolutely. It feels
0: like it's a very active thing, you know?
1: And it was a late night. Yeah, Astronomy should have been last. I think history honestly should have been like first, but I agree with you. I think charm's closer to the end where it is a little bit more active because similarly, you know, I can see care of magical creatures or divination maybe that are a little bit, you know, there's some practicalness to it, but it's not as active being better at the beginning. But it sounds like they went through like their core classes and then all of their electives or, you know, lesser important classes right and then my final thing is just a question i feel like this is an obvious yes but this dream that he is having is fake right it's not really that Sirius is being attacked
0: correct that is not real obviously we don't know that yet Harry definitely doesn't know that it's like a huge punch in the end of the chapter you go through the chapter and you're like everything is pretty standard and then it is chaos there's an actual battle happening on the ground between Hagrid Mm -hmm. kicking ass by the way and
1: he escapes they don't get it
0: they fucking stun thing and i'm like send a dog you assholes
1: that and the obviously and i do like how i think it was katie bell or alicia spinette one of them is like pomfrey got this and she's right
0: Uh, pomfrey doesn't really have it they do send her to st Mungo's.
1: oh well i mean
0: but i'm sure pomfrey probably was the person that handled making sure that She didn't actually die. Right. You know, like, okay, well, this is what I can do to keep you going until you're with these people. But just the fact that everyone in the fifth year was able to witness that because they're all taking their exams at the same time. It's not just Gryffindors.
1: And I suppose, you know, after these owls, I'm assuming they don't have like a lot of classes left, but okay. There's two teachers right there that are now like out of commission. It's just wild. I will say this dream culmination thing too. I mean, it's kind of all been rolling up to this. All the Occlumency stuff. You know, they even do mention some Occlumency earlier in this chapter, whatever. We don't really need to go into that. But the fact that that has been such a theme and his fear after what happened to Mr. Weasley and everything that has been happening here and needing to talk to Sirius, like this was bound to happen. And like, this is the go time moment. They always have this, oh, Ginny is in Mm -hmm. the Chamber of Secrets.
0: Yeah. You can't end this chapter and put the book down.
1: Yeah, that it's that moment. It's like the go time for the big adventure, if you will, that always happens in the last few chapters. Do you know what my game is? If it's a quiz, then I quit. It is a quiz! I wrote down two other game options, but when I got to the end of this chapter, I was like, It's owls. We have to have a quiz because that's what this chapter is about. (laughs) So I'm going to give you your owls and hopefully you pass because if not, then you're going to become a filch. Rude. Okay. We're going to go in order of the exams that he has. Let's start with charms. Okay. What was Hermione going to give the counter jinx for? Pickups. Yes. Charms. A plus. Yes. Your only two scores are an A plus or an F. I'm sorry. So- <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's one multiple choice question. What are we going to do? Transfiguration. What animal did Hannah transform into a flock of flamingos? A ferret. Yes. <laughs> a plus. I really am grading her and she is killing it. <laughs> Herbology. What fanged flower bit Harry? Oh, a geranium? Yep. Yes. When I was doing these, I was like, she's either going to be like, fuck you, I didn't think I had to pay attention to this, or she's going to be everyone I mean, I everyone think we're
0: right. going to hit that point somewhere in the chat,
1: that's just fine. Okay, runes. Fuck. And I actually already said this during this episode, but what did the two runes that Hermione mentioned mean?
0: One meant defense. Yes. And the other, it's not teamwork. I keep thinking it's teamwork. I will
1: accept teamwork. I'll give you a B plus for runes. It was partnership. I would partnership, like, I would teamwork. Like, yeah. Because actually that specific rune does have to do with interacting with others. So sure, I'll accept that. Woohoo! It's not as it was in the text, but... So I lied. You got a B plus in runes. You're an ace in everything else, so... And B plus is still passing, so... <laughs> All right, next. Care of magical creatures. And I know you're going to get this one. What liquid helps reveal a gnarl, and why?
0: We you offer the... Possible gnarls slash hedgehog warm milk. I'm assuming that the hedgehogs are like hell yes, and
1: then <laughs> the gnarles are like
0: uh what the fuck bitch I don't trust you.
1: And why? Why do you think? Why do they do that? Because
0: they're suspicious hoes like me.
1: I will accept that a plus because they think they're being poisoned. But yes, yes divination. Fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, this might be one of the more challenging ones. Which palm lines does Harry mix up?
0: One of them is the lifeline. Uh huh. I don't remember what the other one was.
1: I will give you a hint i don't know palm lines so this one right here is the heart line this one is the lifeline this one is the headline and this is misleading in the book and there's also a fate line that goes in right here did
0: he mix up the head in the
1: life yes i will give you i'll give you just an a because i had to give you a hint but if you look at my palm obviously Y'all listeners can't see this, and we're in the middle of a game, but I don't care. It would make more sense to mix up the heart and the life, because they're right next to each other, or even the fate. But the fact that he fucked up and got the head and the life wrong shows how terrible he is with divination, so. (laughs) Okay, two more. Astronomy. Which constellation does Harry identify? Orion. Yes! Not even a pause or anything. And then, finally... History of Magic. Warlocks from which country declined to join the Confederacy of Wizards?
0: It's a place that I, like, don't ever think is a real place. Lichtenstein?
1: Yes! Very well done. You got A-pluses in every single subject, except you got an A in divination and a B-plus in runes, (laughs) which both are basically divination, so... Sorry, but you're not really a seer, but you can pretty much do whatever else you want. I mean, assuming that your newts are also good, of course. But that Liechtenstein one, I remember that because when I was in like seventh grade or something, we had to do these country projects and I got Liechtenstein.
0: I know nothing about it, but every time I hear that name, I'm like, is that a real place? Like, to me, it feels like something that Tolkien put in Lord of the Rings.
1: It's smaller (laughs) than like Rhode Island or something, I think. Although I will say, I got Liechtenstein sounds dirty, doesn't it? obviously we're digital so we did not watch the movie but like we've said before we've given up on this movie and it's a long one anyways but
0: i mean we do get to see because of the way the movie is all fucked up and rearranged whatever um when fred and george leave in the movie is when they're taking tests yep we get to see them take tests and we get to see a harry collapse and imagine or dream like i don't know is he like fall in the middle of the crowd of people and they trample him while he brings about
1: serious. I don't know. Yep. That's um, really all we get. Another big glaring change. And I mean, I guess I get it because they fucked it up here at the end anyways. Pink Showed Lady is the one overseeing the exam. Mm-hmm. We don't get lovely Griselda or, or Tofty or anything like that. I know. So, I mean... I, they, they bastardize this so much that, okay, sure, it makes sense for her to be there in the movie, whatever.
0: Yeah, that doesn't really change anything for me except for it's sad because I would like them, you know? We also don't get any of the attack on Hagrid or Maga, which is
1: fine by me. Fine
0: with me because I don't want to see them be hurt later on when Snape is and we'll talk about when we get next time but I actually like how they brought Snape in and how it made sense in the movie even though McGonagall would be the person he'd go to but yeah, yeah the movie is rough
1: it is so I mean at the very least the movie and the book do line up where we are right now so now it's go time it's time to go to the department of mysteries and yeah obviously the next step is going through the fireplace and we don't know which fireplace that's got to be at the very least that little thing that happened right before the twins escaped that was a little bit of foreshadowing for what we're about to experience but i mean what can we say about the movie anymore it's a thing tara already mentioned this in another one but in our wrap up we're gonna do a deeper dive on it for sure plus 20 to several people griselda marchbanks and professor tofty of course And then the other three, because they were attacked in some way unfairly, and so we need to give them points. Those are McGa, Hagrid, and Fang. Mm -hmm. I suppose I could have given more to Hagrid because he really did fight back, but 20 for all three of them. Plus 10 also to Ron for the beginning and for him being like the voice of reason. And then also plus 10 to Lee Jordan for the one planting the Nifflers. And like you said, and like I think Dean said too, he was the one. It would have happened no matter what. So Lee doesn't need to feel too bad about that, I don't think. Yeah, he was going to be fired anyway. And then negative 10 to Hermione because she's just keeps on doing the stickler thing. I don't know if it's because she is a prefect or what in this book. Maybe that is why, but I think it's really unfair for her to be pouring shit down the sink when they paid for it. And then she's just really tense and kind of bitchy throughout all these exams. So negative 10 from her. And we're at a new high for how much I'm taking away from Pink Cho Lady. And that is 200
0: for <laughs> trying suck. to
1: potentially kill two professors, two of the most beloved professors.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm proud to announce that at this moment, she is officially over negative 1,000 points already. <laughs> and I'm almost positive that she is the lowest achiever in the entire series so far. And we'll see if anybody, including Voldemort, exceeds that. Who knows? We could continue to just take points away from her for existing after this. It's like a game of limbo with her. How low can you go? So next time we will be discussing chapter 32, which is called Through the Fire by Shaka Khan. (laughs) Um, Out (laughs) of the Fire. Fire. (laughs) And it'll just be the two of us again. We have just the two of us for the next time. And hopefully we will have another special guest after that. But we are definitely getting to the end of this book. We've got like six or seven chapters left.
0: Exciting and overwhelming at the same time.
1: Oh, yes. Shit is about to go down.
0: Oh, yeah. Be ready for it. Or don't (laughs) because we're reading a book. So we're safe from it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll be fine. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely time.